one of the biggest wins we had was with the homepage where we deployed, I think, around 10,000 words of content. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the podcast that gives you all of the information that you have missed when you didn't attend your marketing conferences. Welcome to the episode number 25. My name is Peter and I'll be your host for today. Before we go to our guest, I'm not going to tell you to subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to tell you and ask you something else. Tomorrow, when you go to work, yeah, I know you work with a lot of marketing people. When they leave their cell phones on the table, take them, open their podcast app, and subscribe them to my podcast. That's probably the easiest way to tell people to subscribe to the podcast. Thank you. All right. And now let's go to the guest that we have this time. Hello, Matthew Woodward. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me on. I love your little tip there. A very uh, black hat approach, so to speak. Uh, I think I might steal that one for myself at the next conference. <laughs> well, you know, people don't randomly talk about podcasts and mention podcasts to people, to other people. That doesn't happen. Um, but, you know, we have to give them specific advice. This is always a marketing thing. Be very specific what people should do. Click here, subscribe other people to my podcast. Yeah. Uh, very glad <laughs> to very have true. you here on the podcast, Matthew. Matthew, people Thanks know you. Much. You have a very known blog that is on matthewwoodward.co.uk, and you are also the director of Search Logistics. Tell me, what is it? What are the fun things that you do in your line of work? Uh, well, my line of work, all of it is fun from top to bottom. I've been doing SEO since before link building existed, you know, and I've been following my, my, my passion ever since. So the fun things that I get to do every day is just nerd out on, on what I love doing. And, and, you know, that is SEO and digital business and, and everything like that. So honestly, it doesn't matter if I'm doing like some like boring data entry task or planning a new promotion. <laughs> I, I love it all. <laughs> All right. Um, I've invited you to the podcast because you were in Barcelona. How is Barcelona? Yes, Barcelona, a beautiful city. I don't usually like cities, but Barcelona was pretty cool. And uh, the Affiliate Summit Conference is one of my favorite conferences because it attracts such a, a wide variety of people rather than, you know, just SEOs or just e-commerce guys and, and so forth. So it's a great conference and I put together a great, great presentation for them, which uh, I'm hoping to boil down and share with you guys today. I feel that affiliate marketing is sort of similar to SEO. It has been pronounced that uh, dead a couple of times in the past. Yeah. It's, like, it's sort yeah. of still there and it still works uh, very well, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as there's things to buy, there'll be affiliates. And as long as there's search engines to search, there'll be SEO. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's not beat about the bush around the bush. Well, that's what we do. Let's go directly to your presentation. Your presentation was a case study on how to increase your search traffic for 14 times. 
Yes, yeah, we, we took search traffic from 2,700 a month to 38,000 in, uh, in in just eight months with a, an, an affiliate site in a health niche. All right, I think we have to take our five minutes so that you can explain us how you did that so that we can repeat that for our own websites. Here you go. Look, SEO doesn't have to be complicated. And one of the things that I notice as a popular SEO blog owner is that people are always kind of like looking for the secret ing ingredient or the, the super secret to SEO. And truth of the matter is, it just doesn't exist. There isn't a super secret to find. There isn't a super ingredient. There isn't that one thing that's going to push you over the edge. It, it just doesn't work like that. It's a combination of factors that will help to elevate your search traffic. And the problem is most people are only focused on one of those factors, which is building links. So it's it's very easy to get, get lost in the technicalities and complications of SEO, but look, it boils down really to a very, very simple three-step process. And that is, first of all, take a look at technical SEO. You've got to build a solid and healthy website structure that not only Google loves, but people love as well. The second step is you've got to create content that actually helps people. It's actually got to be relevant. People actually want to engage with it. It's got to be the kind of content that when people read it, they want to share it. You know, no one wants to link to a lemon and, and, and many people don't produce good enough content that's worthy of attracting links naturally. It's, it's a common mistake. The third step is link building. And that's just acquiring links from relevant websites. But that is 10 times easier to do when you've taken care of content creation and your technical SEO and on-site experience. Those three pillars, the, the healthy site structure, the content and the link building, those three pillars, if you pay attention to them and work them together, have absolutely incredible effects. You don't need SEO to be complicated. Just take care of the basics and Google will reward you. The problem is many people don't want to take care of the basics. And honestly, that's all we did in this case study. We we, we 14 times search traffic in a highly competitive health niche and we only built 76 links. Over that period, the site actually attracted around 350 links. Now, the reason it was able to attract an extra 280 links was because we paid attention to site structure and content before we went out to do the link building. Now, if you had to budget for those additional 250 links in the health niche, you'd probably have had to spend around 100 to $150 per link. So not only from an ROI perspective is taking care of your technical SEO and quality of content important, but it's important for your users, it's important for Google, your rankings, your traffic and conversion. Everything relies on getting those three pillars right but so many people are blindly obsessed with link building they can't see the woods for the trees and then they use all of their effort and all of their resources building links which really aren't they're not getting the the, the maximum value from those links because they haven't taken care of the other core pillars and when you take care of all of them they all work together and it's the most cost-effective way of increasing your search traffic now 
the case study site um and i've got a very detailed case study that drills down into all of the technical differences that we could simply not cover in five or ten minutes so if you want to check that out there's a full post on my blog along with a video that goes through all of the the, the real nitty-gritty technical bits it, it leaves no stone unturned but we faced a common problem with this site that many people might face and that when we were trying to rank it the search results were dominated by huge brands huge 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 brands and you know that that's quite scary when you when you're looking at it but what we noticed is that the brands that were ranking specifically the pages that were ranking were only ranking out of the strength of the domain's authority they were not ranking because of individual page level metrics like backlinks that meant that if we focused on page level metrics we had an opportunity so for example where a site like holland and barrett might be ranking number three but with zero links to the page yeah if we build a page that's got 15 links to it we beat them on page level metrics and that gives us an opportunity to compete in the search results and that was the the common theme of this case study we were looking for search results where sites were purely ranking out on domain level metrics rather than page level and then we optimized all of the page level metrics in order to compete now the health niche is seriously 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 competitive but that approach allowed us to find lots of opportunities once we approached it with that mindset and that's how we got the competitive advantage with, with the entire strategy that was really the foothold that allowed us to take control once we identified the opportunity it was then just a case of looking at our competitors seeing what they were doing why they were doing it how they were doing it we were looking at what they did that that we liked what we didn't like were they using trust signals on the page was the content aligning to intent we really just did a very manual observation of the search results to see what we felt now manual observation the power of observation is one of the most underutilized skills you can have as a human being like in general life not only in seo but you can learn so much just by observing and in the seo world we're often distracted by big data and tools and analytics and all these other things that actually stops us from just using the computer between our ears right so quite often you can just look at a search result and ask yourself questions why is this ranking and 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 look through the data and come up with your own observations rather than just looking at what a tool says that's important to do because you really start to get a feel not just for the seo of the niche because every niche is different but also who your competitors are why they're your competitors what they do good what they do bad it becomes more of a business exercise and it, it's something that's lost on many seos and, and people skip over so once we'd decided our strategy we'd observe the search results and we'd found our opportunities then it was just a case of going and making sure we had built a solid site structure that Google loves and humans love. I drill down more into that in the post because it gets very technical and the issues this site had is unique to this site. Um, you know, it had issues with page speed, site structure, duplicate content, uh, it had some issues with trust signals and, and a few other areas. So have a look at the full case study and see if your site suffers from any of those problems as well. If it does, you need to fix them. Once we'd taken care of, there was like seven or eight key issues that was preventing uh, us from building a solid foundation that Google loves. Once we'd built that, 
it was then just a case of creating the content. Now, we created the content off the back of the manual observation we'd done in the search results. We'd made a note of what was ranking, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, and so forth. So we went out and then created content that matched that specification. One of the biggest wins we had was with the homepage, where we deployed, I think, around 10,000 words of content sorry, the homepage originally had 1,500 words of content on it. We increased that to nearly 11,000 words just by answering 20 of the most popular questions in the niche. The impact on that was the homepage went from ranking for like a handful of keywords to over 11,000 different keywords just by adding about 10,000 words of content to the home page. So we went out and we made sure all of the content that we were creating for our target keywords was at least equal to or slightly better than our competitors. Um, there's literally no reason to be 10, time, 10 times in your content. You've just got to match or better your competitors. And once that was in place, it was just a case of acquiring links from relevant sites. And trust me, many, many people struggle with link building, but link building is really, really, really easy when you've created content that people actually want to link to. It's a much easier sell when you're pitching, hey, look at this awesome post when it is actually awesome. And that's a big part that many people miss when they're so focused on link building, they miss the woods for the trees and then, sorry, they can't see the woods for the trees and then they miss out on, on much bigger opportunities and end up spending a bunch more money than they need to to acquire the same amount of links. Once we had taken care of on-site structure, technical SEO, the content, and then the link building, those three basic pillars of SEO, we saw traffic grow from 2,700 per month to 38,000. That's a 14 times increase in eight months in one of the most competitive niches on the planet. And we did it solely by taking care of the very basic pillars of SEO, wasn't complicated, and that's the biggest advantage that, that, that you often have in, in SEO, just by using the power of uh, manual observation and, and seeing where you can fit in with things rather than relying on tools and analysis and this and that and the other. Just look for those opportunities with your eyes and then make sure you do the basics right. Because if you do the very basics right of any business, whether it's SEO, an offline business, whatever it is, if you do the very basics right, you always see success and that is very much the case with SEO. All right. Thank you. A couple of very interesting things were mentioned. Homepage started ranking for a giant number of keywords. Usually I would say that, you yes. know, the homepage, because it has to be, it has to look nice and it doesn't really have as much content. It would usually rank for the brand keywords and more or less nothing mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. But you switched that and wanted to get the homepage to rank. How can be a homepage competitive to a uh, 1000 worded article from the competition so the homepage usually has the most weight in terms of seo it usually has the most authority and you're right most people only use a homepage to try and rank for brand terms what we did was we just made a list of the most popular questions in the niche and answered them in you know when you click to expand the, the question and it reveals mm -hmm. the answer and that on its own attracted a bunch of long tail keywords that were all relevant to our niche and then also reinforce all of our topical relevance. So that, that was just something that we tried on that site and, and we had great, great, great success with it. 
All right, so it should be tried at other places too. Yes, and it, and, and I, have to, I have to point out, beyond just finding out what the top questions were and answering them, there was no keyword research that went into it. There wasn't any like strategy or planning that went into it. It was just, okay, let's answer all of these super relevant questions on the homepage and see what happens. And, and that's what we did. Uh, very interesting. The tools got to compare yourself to the competition. Pop or Quora or others are really, really popular right now in SEO in the last couple of months. Yeah. You're saying yeah. use your brain and just see for yourself and you're going to understand your competition much better than using the tools. Yes. I'm not saying don't use the tools, but the tool shouldn't be the first thing that you use. The first thing that you should do is use a computer between your ears, do the search yourself, look at the search results, manually review mm. them, mm. both on a desktop and a mobile phone, and get a feel for it. Like Often just by looking, you see opportunities. And while everyone else is distracted with automation and tools, you can just observe. It, 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 it's how I've seen most of my success in life. I just sit back <laughs> and observe. Yeah. And you know, observe the people that are winning, observe the people that are losing. Why are they winning? Why are they losing? Why is this person doing that? Why are they making that? Like, just sit back and observe. And, and if you apply that to the search results, I, I learned more just observing search results and doing random searches. You know, like best gaming laptop. I, I like watching how that search result has changed over the years. Two years ago, you would have found a bunch of Amazon affiliate sites there. Right now, there's not a single Amazon affiliate site there. And that really tells you, you know, just that kind of observation tells you the direction that things are moving in. So, you know, if you're building Amazon affiliate sites and you're not building businesses right now, well, the search results are already telling you you're making the wrong decision. Mm. Um, mm. So, that you know, that's the power of observation. It's underutilized, not just in SEO, but in general life as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, I had a boss once who every morning he wanted to type all of the uh, costs and income for the different marketing channels into the spreadsheet sheet himself. Yes. So that, you know, he had, he went through the numbers every day himself with his own brain and, and yes. understood. And of course, now the company has grown to up. 300 people right? yes yeah there and, is you know, an that, idea that's, of that's, understanding getting the the deep understanding of the 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 field is the uh, additional benefit yeah and like you know that's a very intelligent decision by him because he could just have someone else enter the numbers and him read the data but when you read mm -hmm. the data you're not analyzing it in the same way as when you're you know you're actually in the gutter doing it so um yeah a very smart move by your boss and i think that's something that <laughs> there's a lesson there for for all of the seo community to take <laughs> including myself actually <laughs> all right matthew i think we had a very nice summation of your presentation at the Affiliate World in Barcelona. As mentioned, we'll add links to your blog post with your video and to your short presentation into the show notes. Where can people find you, contact you, and of course, read stuff that you write on your blog? Yeah, I, the, the you know, the best way to read anything by me is to hit matthewwoodward.co.uk. Um, there's a ton of content there that answers 
pretty much every SEO question you can ever think of. You'll also find a case study section and you'll find this case study, the 14 times, how we 14 times search traffic. The case study includes all of the technical details that I wasn't able to include on the talk, along with a video that steps you through the entire thing. Well, I'm hoping that it's the, the, one of the best SEO videos you've ever seen. So leave me a comment and, and let me know if that's the case. All right, let everyone go and check that. Yeah, yeah, do you have any future conference plans uh, already set up? I'm going to be talking at Chiang Mai SEO um, in November. And I've got a couple of other potential bookings next year that we're just ironing, ironing out the, the details of. <laughs> but Chiang Mai SEO will be the, the next one, yeah. Um, one more thing. I just, uh, when I went through our communication in Gmail, I searched for your name and then I found out when was the first time when I... Uh, not really match you, but kind okay. of contact with you. It was probably last year. I think it was last year when you were having S uh, SEO Black Friday deals. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Black Friday is coming uh, slowly. Are you having something similar this year too? Yes. For the last five or six years, I've published a site, internetmarketing.blackfriday, which covers all of the, the Black Friday deals across the SEO and blogging niche. Uh, I think last year we had like 120 different deals loaded and I think 11 of them were exclusive to us as well. Uh, so that's something I've been doing for yeah quite quite a long time and we'll be doing it this year as well. All right. Excellent. I think that's it. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. It was uh, extremely informational. Is that a word? Yes, <laughs> perfect. <yeah. laughs> uh, glad for having you here. And, you know, have a great day. Thank you very much. It's been great to be on.